I'm kind of sexy as a man, though. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I'm a sexy man. Okay. <laughs> you are. Adam. With three M's. You want to know why? Because I'm yummy. <laughs> Kendra has multiple male alter egos. Adam. Anthony. Anthony was the e-boy. Yes. Willard. That's my country southern boy. Oh I just came up with that one, but I'll be playing him soon. Oh he pops out out of nowhere. Hey, y'all, I'm Willard. <laughs> ridiculous. <sighs> okay, welcome back to Two Dipshits. This is our third time trying to record this podcast today because... Um, <laughs> We're not doing well. Yeah, we've had to take some breaks for body stuff that sounds sexual i meant like lawrence jitter pants yeah and you almost vomited (laughs) (laughs) on microphone (laughs) we went to olive garden which was not a good idea if you pay us 50 bucks we'll send you the vomiting audio yeah Mm -hmm, i know some of y'all are into that you kinky (laughs) cooper who are you gonna say kinky what (laughs) Kinky cousins are funny. <laughs> I didn't mean it. Like, you know, people call people, you make people call each like, cuz. Like, when they're like, buds, that's what we call you, like, say, you kinky cuz. But then I was like, oh, no, that means cousins, and we have cousins who listen to this. So I was like, <laughs> please delete the part that I said any of that. I don't need anybody gave the wrong idea of me. Okay. Um, Welcome back. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. What does imposter syndrome mean to you, Lauren? We restarted that. Imposter syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Bitches. (laughs) You sound like a slam poetry. Imposter syndrome. Bitches. It fucking sucks. Imposter syndrome. Bitches. Where is my luck? Imposter syndrome. Bitches. Why is everybody better than me? Imposter syndrome, bitches. But. <laughs> One last line. You got it. It was actually pretty good. No, I, I used to be obsessed with slam poetry. Really? In my brooding phase. My depression era where I discovered I had depression. 13 years old, I would sit in my bedroom and I would watch slam poetry on YouTube. I'd say, yeah. I know that feeling. I know that feeling. And I would write slam poetry. And I would never read it aloud. I don't know what happened. We had to to find that slam poetry. I never want to find it. I was a really depressed and sad person. And I still am to this day, but I channel it differently. (laughs) I no longer watch slam poetry on YouTube. What do you watch or do to channel your sadness? I don't do a lot. I just kind of dis- disassociate and let it fly out of my mind. And then if it flies back in, I say, I just goof around now. I'm like, goofy girl, you turn your sadness into goofiness and you're a happy person. What was the end of my line again? Same poetry. What did I say? Bitches. Bitches. And my third line was like, where is my luck? Yeah. Same poetry, bitches. My brain sucks. My brain sucks. Slam poetry, bitches. I give too many fucks. Slam poetry, bitches. Imposter syndrome, bitches, not slam poetry. <laughs> <laughs> Impo- 
How long have it taken to say poetry? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, imposter syndrome sucks ass. And we're, we're about to lay in on it. Beat lay that it down. Yeah, we're about to lay down imposter syndrome and just beat it, beat it a little bit. But first, you want to talk about what it is? Because I thought people knew, but then your boyfriend didn't know what it was. He doesn't. He still argue with me about what it is. I tried to explain it to him, and he goes, isn't that just envy? And I was like, no. And then he was like, um, I'm pretty sure it is envy. And then I was like, okay, well, you're just a dumb, stupid piece of shit. Fucking leave me alone, you little bitch-ass boy. <laughs> um... Should I read the actual definition of imposter syndrome? Yeah, sure, because I honestly, maybe, I don't know. Maybe we got in spite about nothing. I mean, it's not envy. I don't think it's envy either. Because envy is like you're jealous of something. Yeah, and I'm not jealous. Not... It's just like not feeling adequate. Yeah, there's not like a certain person that but I'm But I like... couldn't say adequate to him either because he also doesn't know what adequate means. Yesterday, I said platonic to him and he did not know what platonic Kendra, meant. Kendra, you need to get this man a dictionary. I don't want to. I like him like he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Imposter syndrome. The persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own effort or skills. People suffering from imposter syndrome may be at increased risk risk of anxiety. We are. Yeah. Okay, well we can just we can get right into it. We can have imposter syndrome with multiple things. Everything in the world. Literally everything. Because it's not just even like work. No. It can be within friendships and relationships and hobbies and well our work is one of them that we feel it mainly it's also weird because it goes up and down like today i'm like i can take on the world we can make our business amazing you know and tomorrow we'll say we're failure should we end the business because we can't it will never happen we can't do anything we aren't as good as others and we don't even have the ability to make an amazing company but we do and we have are you just getting your head, man? Mm-hmm. Even if you're so happy with what you're doing and you're like, oh, I'm living the best life ever one day, then you're like, I see you're like, oh, it's the best life ever, but I just can't ever get there because I'm just not meant for that. But really, you are meant for that. You're right. You just get in your own way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, imposter syndrome sucks ass. And that's really all there is to it. But we're going to dig in deep, man. It's just hard today because. The other day we were ranting so hard about it and like we, we should have done the podcast that day because we were really on a roll and we were really feeling it but then today we had a tiktok that like did pretty well we've gotten pretty good feedback on it so now it's hard to be like we suck because today i'm like yeah we're awesome the business is taking off that's why i think i'm in that mood but well that's what's hard with imposter syndrome also too well just in general with businesses i don't really know what to say when you get good feedback and you get people supporting you it's easy to then be like yes yeah 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 but when you're in a lull mm-hmm. that's when it really hits and when you're in that lull that's why we've been we've really kept to our schedule because i think you can't anticipate when you're going to be like in a lull and so luckily we still have our schedule for that day that we just do it but like when you don't have a schedule or even when we do have a schedule there are a lot of times you're like you kind of We'll be like change it up a little bit. Yeah, we'll be like, oh, is there really like a point because we're failures? Mm-hmm. Like, imposter syndrome can make you not do it because of the anxiety that your brain's telling you. Yeah, you're like, you're not worthy for it. And then I always think like, oh, I look so stupid because I'm like trying to do something kind of different with my life, and I feel like I don't compare to other 
like sewers and other fashion designers. But in reality, I'm really proud of our work and I wear our work more than anything else. So who's to say that somebody else doesn't feel the same way about our company? I just get in my head and I'm like, oh my God, they're doing it better than us. They're doing it better than us. Like social media makes it really hard because you're just constantly seeing everybody else's lives. And obviously they're putting on like the best parts of it. Most, most companies don't put on like their tough days or their slow days or their, their like designs that they're not necessarily proud of. Like we don't either. We don't put on our bad designs. We don't put out our like fits, fittings that don't end up working out. Mm-hmm. We really only show our fittings when they look good on Lucinda and on us. So it's just tricky, man. And it can really hinder creativity. Yeah. I feel like days that we are really feeling like we can't make it are days that we're just we're just not we don't really like have any passion for the company. Like the only reason the only time we're really creative is when we're passionate about the company and when we see it going somewhere because then it's like more worth it to put so much time and effort into it. But if you don't see it going anywhere, then it feels like it's kind of like just a waste of time. But it's not. Even though it's not because it's genuinely what makes us the happiest. So even if it wasn't going to go anywhere and even if it's just like a hobby, it's not. But even if it was just a hobby at the end of the day, it makes us happy. So we might as well still put our mm-hmm. time and effort into it. But I noticed too when I like have imposter syndrome, it makes me want to like almost copy people rather than make my own designs because That's I feel so like, true. yeah, I feel like I'm like, my designs aren't worth it, but like their designs are. And like, oh, I could just like, I don't know. It's like I'm taking their creativity from them when in reality, like when I'm passionate about the company, no other company is in my mind besides ours. Mm-hmm. Like no other designs are in my mind besides ours. I think that's a huge aspect that, that like when I do have imposter syndrome, you have to kind of break through to that mindset because you like with four months or like I think about my book too um because that's like a one my book was my probably my main thing where I get imposter syndrome and I don't write a lot because I'm like oh I'll never be like you know a bestseller or all the stuff which doesn't really matter but if you think about it that way if you're like like if you think about it that you want four months we want four months to be like solely ours we're not copying mm-hmm. anybody it's our designs it's how what, what we want to wear you know, the end of the day we design. would like you can't be proud of something if you took it from somebody else. Yeah. And so when I so say about my like, book, that's so true is like when I'm trying to not have imposter syndrome and I, when I'm getting imposter syndrome, I'm like, oh, I should, you know, make it more like this or I should have this trope because that's what people like. Or like, well, then I'm like, why would I write what people like or what people want to read instead of what I want to write? Exactly. And I need to stop thinking about the reader and stop thinking about the reviews or whatever it is because it's not even out there. Instead, I just need to be like, what What do I want to put on paper? Exactly. And like, even with our company, if we got bad feedback on a certain piece, I still like wouldn't not be proud of it. Like, I still would be so proud of that piece because mm-hmm. we know the backstory of how every piece like was made to be. Like, yeah, it was made to be, mm-hmm. I guess. And we are so proud of our designs at the end of the day, even like an outside perspective isn't necessarily, it make, it'll make us question it for like a day. But it's not going to make us not want to do what we're doing. Like, I agree. I agree. Especially now, like our new or most recent lines, we've tested them so much and we know the quality of them. We know like, the the fitting has been so much better ever since we got our dress form. So now I know like our quality of our clothing is so top notch that. Yeah. But we still second guess ourselves. Um, yeah. And it's really hard to second guess or it's really easy to second guess yourself with social media all around because mm-hmm. also you're seeing. I mean, we're not necessarily getting, like, 
pushed a lot on social media, which is a really hard thing to deal with. When it's, we put a lot of effort into our content, especially our TikToks. And then we spend like two hours on our TikTok and it gets maybe like 200 views at most. And then they'll just like stop, even if it has really good feedback. And then it's just hard to like want to keep going when we're not necessarily being pushed. Because it's like, what's the point if we're always going to be like at this little like dead end spot? But you just never know. You know, social media can make something take off in a day. It can hold you back for a while, but make it take off in a day. And then also at the end of the day, this, our company is not about being like a huge company. Our, our company is just about getting like a loyal following and then people that feel really confident in our clothes. I, I agree. But social media is probably the biggest player in imposter syndrome. I wonder if there was imposter syndrome before social media. I mean, there probably was, but not probably to this was, extent. Like, yeah, I feel like it's like just it's all around you now. Like, you mm-hmm. can't even like think about anything else. and like for us like with small businesses when I talk to a person that actually owns a small business it makes me feel better about our small business because it mm-hmm. does they always say like it takes a while and it's like better to have your grounding before you're successful and like they have a lot of like tips and tricks and then everybody talks about like, the rough period of, of questioning yourself but then on social media you see small businesses like blow up in a day for posting like one product which is awesome for them but it's hard when it's like why isn't that happening to us? Like, is our stuff not good enough? And, like, all that kind of stuff. And I see people who just, like, sew as a hobby. And I'm always like, oh, my God, their stuff's so good. Like, I think I can't amount to that. But in reality, it's, like, I am very proud of our stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just get in my head with, like, everything aspect. Because you're always surrounded by other people's lives more mm-hmm. than ever before. Yeah. And everybody, and that's what's so hard with social media is because everybody shows their, they show, yeah, their perfect small business, their perfect bodies their perfect relationships mm-hmm. all this and it's like we were never supposed to see all these people's lives before at like our fingertips yeah. and not know them personally yeah you can't even ask them like and like yeah i know people who like will post their relationships and make it sound like it's like the best relationship ever but then you talk to them one-on-one and they're not as happy as like they seem on social media or like every relationship you can be so happy and it can be the most perfect relationship for you but it's not necessarily like as no relationship is as, is as happy as it seems on social media because everybody in a relationship like has issues it's inevitable to have issues with your partner well i guess especially like with tiktok right now we've said like every tick oh, so many tiktoks yeah. are always like if your boyfriend doesn't do this for you then dump him he's not good enough for you or if this guy you're talking to doesn't do this for you then he doesn't like you mm-hmm. and it gets so in your head it makes you it makes you question your relationship it makes you question how much your person might like you or how you are doing in the dating world and stuff which like yeah it makes you it makes people he puts people in boxes and so like because i'm dating and you're in a relationship mm-hmm. and so like it puts people in boxes where it's like like i think i now sometimes i think too much about the whole like tiktok stuff mm-hmm. and i'm like oh well that's that's a red flag so i'll just, I just, exactly whatever, it's like somebody else's like, opinion that i wouldn't necessarily yeah, care about unless i saw that yeah. tiktok like it's it was valentine's day yesterday mm-hmm. yesterday and all the tiktoks were like if your boyfriend doesn't buy you flowers dump him if your boyfriend like all that kind of stuff and it's like i did i mean my boyfriend and i are long distance i didn't get a gift from him and it may be in my head like angry at him that i didn't get a gift but in reality it's like something less tiktok told me i should be mad about it i never would have been upset mm-hmm. about you're that. seeing him in just a couple weeks yeah you guys will... i'm like not i don't i'm just not a person that cares about receiving gifts like i'm a gift giver but i could care less about somebody giving me gifts really so for tiktok to like put that in my head like oh that's what i deserve he doesn't love me if he doesn't do that for me it's like mm-hmm. no we have different ways to show each other we love each other and i think everybody does like every person has different love languages 
but if it's not like TikTok approved, then he's a bad guy. And I just think that it's like horrible because I'm definitely feel the most love that I've ever, ever felt before. But then TikTok will basically like tell me all the time that he's like not doing things right, which I think is dumb. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want that on me. Yeah. Like I know I don't do things, I guess, by the book for a yeah. relationship. Far from it. And I wouldn't want to. Like it's just so not me and I'm not going to. Like it's the way I think about it. And like you think about it after the fact. And you're like, I wouldn't even want the relationship that's being like portrayed as the perfect relationship like I don't really want a guy that's like doting on me hand and foot like I want a best friend who's gonna like just be real and like be my best friend not where he feels like he has to like perform perform for me just so I will like mm-hmm. think he loves me because I've also had guys who do give me gifts and like dote on me with gifts and like dote on me with like what they're saying and all that kind of shit and they didn't care about, care about me at the end of the day mm-hmm so I think it's really easy for a guy to like do exactly what TikTok's saying to do, but not necessarily be a great guy. And I think it's easy for a guy to not do what TikTok's saying for them to do. And they are a great guy. Mm-hmm. Same with like everything. I just think TikTok has such a way of like making you question everything in your life. It does. Because it's, it's like, such a weird do app. This, you gotta do that. Because like yeah, it gives us a lot of um, anxiety and. A lot of times it can make you feel down. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like for our business, it's amazing. Yeah, it's you know, necessary. Uh... And then sometimes it does help because we've been like really in our heads about where we are in life at our age. Like we both wanted, like we're, we imagined ourselves being at a different spot in our lives at our age, I guess. And we like feel very like rushed to get things done. We both have like a time limit on, we both put a time limit on ourselves without like, really needing to and then we've been stressing about it a lot but the tiktok puts out or like lauren sent me a tiktok the other day that was like talking about how like most people in their 20s like don't have it all together like social media just makes it look that way because like you see all these influencers who are like in their early 20s and obviously like have their own house and are like not worried about finances of any sort and like are totally financially stable by themselves Mm mm-hmm but it's not really the realistic world anymore to necessarily be financially stable at our age. Like, Mm-mm. But that's all you see. And so you're like, why am I behind? Like, struggling I, it's just so easy to feel yeah. behind with social media. Mm-hmm. But you're also seeing a lot of like non, I don't know. You're all, you're just seeing a lot of success stories, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know how to say it. I, I know it's TikTok you were talking about. It was the one that was like, 35 is the, the average age to start a business mm-hmm. it, it was like 30 i don't know 31 32 was the average age to buy a house or something like that yeah right for yeah our age group and like we're not even in our 30s yet but of course like i'm 27 and i'm like three years i'm 30 i the, the i hope the business is like yeah and i, I always really... had said 25 like by 25 i want to have the business like successful and i want to be fin- like super financially stable like enough where i can which is like a lot like as it gets closer to as I get closer to twenty five, I freak out more. But it's also like just so. It was a a time limit I put on myself. It wasn't mm-hmm. a time limit that's like put on me by the world or anything. I do that too. I put a lot of time limits on my on myself too. Yeah, which not healthy. Don't do that. Oh, we do that even with the business where we're yeah. like, we, we have to just... find a state. Yeah, but then it's like, why? Why do we pick that date? Yeah, like, and now we've now we've gotten a lot better at spacing out our time and figuring out a date that actually is makes us not stressed out i think this year is kind of our year of 
being planning more and if it's more sustainable as a company if we because for a while I feel like I put a limit on myself like I was like I want to launch a new line every single month which is like so unrealistic Mm -hmm. when we design and we make everything because you have to test out the patterns and sew everything and find the fabrics it's also just that's a lot to like put up money for Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of time that you don't get a like because I think if you're like planning something if we were if we were to plan a launch every single month we would not really have much room for creativity because we'd be like so we wouldn't have the time in between our launches to just like play around and Mm -hmm. see what we like and see like new designs we want to like maybe use so now we're like spacing out more and being way more thoughtful and intentional with our launches and I think it's making the company way more fun and like way more sustainable sustainable for for sure and it makes us like we've said it's we're gradually growing, but if one TikTok did do well and we got a ton of orders in one day, we're at the point where it's sustainable to make all those orders. Yeah, which we like have never been there now. before. Not since I moved in. Like even when I first moved in, I think we were still kind of like trying to figure it out. But I feel like now we're like so set and so ready for whatever is gonna happen for us. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I'm just trying. It's really mommy. I say it today because I'm just like not feeling it i mean i'm not feeling the imposter syndrome really today and today i'm just like i'm sending you the, the universe do its thing yeah figure it out but yeah but then tomorrow like i don't trust the universe yeah like i must take control yeah it is hard it's just hard when like i don't know it's just hard with all of life i just think like mm-hmm. you can look at anybody else's life and think it's so amazing i know it's like really basic stuff i know it's talked about it's been talked about since social media came out so it's not like a new topic of any sort but it's just something like impacts you every single day, especially when you're like trying to, well, I think anybody has, even if you don't have a small business, like even with just jobs in general, you're constantly comparing yourself to people your age who might have a better job than you, even if you don't know them personally. But then like I've said before, like a lot of my friends have like full-time jobs and jobs that they went to school for and graduated for. I'm like, I didn't graduate and I also don't want a job like that. So like, I'll look at them and be like, oh my God, they're so successful. Like, I'm such a failure compared to them but then I look at it and I'm like that's like so not me though like I would not be happy if I lived that life like they could like good for them that they're happy and that's what they wanted for their life but ever since I was a kid I knew that I didn't want a life like that and I knew that like I would do everything in my power to not have that life I had it yeah a little bit yeah but that that's not what I want either it's not working on this and then I was going to say, too, I don't know, I probably mentioned it before. I think we've mentioned it in another podcast that our dad was our biggest supporter of the business. And so because he had he was an entrepreneur and so he understood the struggles and like working your butt off without much reward for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now without him, it's a lot of us finding faith in ourselves that it can work. Yeah, like he was good at calming us. I mean, he didn't even see the company at its like full potential. No, he saw it when it was bad. He saw it when it was real bad, and he was still crazy proud of us. So then it's like, yeah, I think if we're ever feeling down, we're like, oh, well, look at like dad would be so proud of how far we've come because like even like our our sewing skills have improved, our design skills have improved, our business mindset has improved like insanely. So it's like it's hard not to be able to talk to him about it and tell him that we're having doubts and having him like talk us down from the ledge. But at the same time, like, yeah, I think mm-hmm. we're learning how to do it for ourselves and each other. Yeah, we definitely are. And we're learning yeah, how to pick each other up more. 
It's yeah. just the days that we're both feeling it. That's yeah. when it can get really And the down. thing is, when one of us is feeling it, it's usually both of us feeling it. Yeah. Because it's usually when, like, we spend a lot of time on a TikTok, and we're like, oh my god, this TikTok's awesome. Yeah. And then we put it out, and, like, it gets, like, well, we'll have, like, we've been having moments recently where we'll, we'll have, like, really good ratios and feedback on our TikTok, but then it'll just stop at, like, 300 views. Where it's, like, what Which if it went tricky. even to 5,000 views? Like, yeah. Like, I think that's the thing with, like, small business. It's just so much, like, what if? It's so much... It just relies so heavily on outside people. Like as much as you can have a passion for something and, and as much time as you can put into something, it doesn't necessarily mean it will take off unless mm-hmm. it like hits the right audience. And it's so hard to like hit the right audience. Like I think we're getting better at it because we're just being more consistent and like we're really putting a lot of effort into it. But it's just hard to like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, even like right now, it's like it. we have to, you know, wait on social media and see like what if it pushes us or not mm-hmm. like we're waiting to make it into a big flea market mm-hmm. and so yeah you like you said just waiting on other people yeah it's just hard to make it off so but like once you do have that and i feel like in that waiting time is when your mind like races because mm-hmm. like yeah when you have i don't know it's just like it gives you more time to think and it gives you more time to question yourself we can also talk about grief imposter syndrome like you said, like you see people grieving and oh yeah, they're like progressing differently than how you progress, and it can make you question like like I questioned a lot like am I weak with how I, long I've been holding on to it? and like I plan on holding on to it for the rest of my life and mm-hmm. always like being heartbroken about it and definitely I can't see myself not being triggered, but then I see people who have also lost somebody and are not like triggered like I am and don't talk about it like I am and don't like shut down when. Mm-hmm. Like, I shut down when my dad's brought up sometimes, like, when, like, that week is brought up. And I can see other people talk about, like, their person's death, like, really openly. And I'm just like, I could never get to that place. Mm-hmm. So am I weak for not being able to do that? Or, like... No, but yeah, it's like, everybody deals with it differently. But, of course, I'm looking at everybody and how they're dealing with it. Yeah. And some people just get on with their lives. And it's like, I didn't even get on with life for a full year. Yeah. Afterwards. And... Yeah, it does make you think, like, oh, yeah, am I weak? Or I've had friends who said, oh, it makes me feel like I didn't, like, um, I'm not mourning this person I loved enough. I'm not showing that I love them enough, which is also, like, mm-hmm. false. It's just how it's, like, how your brain works. And, like, some people are really good at compartmentalizing. I'm not when it comes to grief. Yeah. It, but some people are very good at just putting grief into, like, a little box and getting on with the day. Yeah, like I feel like imposter syndrome just like really morphs into anxiety super easily. Yeah, and, and it can like trick head. your brain into being like, yeah, you don't, they don't want you here, or yeah. you don't deserve this relationship, or what I think a hard one is like being like, I didn't work hard enough to be at this place. Like, mm-hmm. I know we've been working really hard in the business, but what if we took off tomorrow? It's like, it's almost like your brain is like, do I deserve this over somebody else? Yeah, that's Which how I so always funny. feel like with like, I see people who are in like fashion school and are making like really intricate drape work, like really intricate, like more like couture gowns, which isn't something I even want to really go into. Like I would love to experiment in couture gowns, but I don't want to like go into couture. Mm-hmm. But I see people on TikTok who are making intricate like couture gra- gowns and I'm like, oh my God, they deserve to be way more successful than I ever do. But in reality, it's like, just because they can do something that I necessarily can or I haven't even tried to do yet mm-hmm. doesn't make them like better or more worthy than me. And like we're not, we're not competing against. Yeah, them. like there's lanes for all small businesses. Exactly. As long as like you have your 
kind of like make your own lane and own path yeah same with like relationships and like friendships too like I'll talk to my friends about their partners and then I'll talk about like my partner and then I'll get in my head being like oh my god like this person's partner does this and mine doesn't so like does that make me does that mean we're not compatible or that that, like their relationship better than my relationship yeah and it's like but it's like really there's no such thing as like yeah their relationship being better than my relationship because if you're happy in it and if you feel like that's it for you then like just stick with that and be good and I shouldn't have to like be questioning I'm not even like questioning me and him together it's like you're questioning it as a whole not yeah like or or I'm always like do my friends think like I don't know it's just like you can get in your head about being like you're like if somebody from the outside or like even say like somebody from the outside that you don't even know looked into your relationship yeah would they be like yeah what the heck or they be like yeah but like it doesn't doesn't matter I can really care less like even if somebody told me they didn't like my relationship I'd be like okay for you because mm-hmm. like i'm like so happy in it but it's so crazy how i can be so happy and like so content and One excited thing. about what I, I have in life with mm-hmm. all aspects of my life i'm very excited about what i have like i feel like my future is like really coming into fruition mm-hmm. and i actually am like super excited about what's happening in my life but still i can like see social media and immediately i'll be like oh my god i'm a failure i have nothing going for me i hate my life what's wrong with me and blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and it's like when i take a step back i love my life right now mm-hmm. or it's so. even that way with um like i don't know if this, this is gonna be imposter syndrome must be like just negative views on self it's even that way with like social media and looks mm-hmm. like i could be feeling so good about myself that day we could have just gone on a hike because i feel like we always are feeling our best after going on a hike mm-hmm. come back home I watch one TikTok and I'm like, Boop. yeah. And then you just like, I'm gonna throw sweatpants on today because I'm not feeling great. Exactly. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. It's so weird cool. that can I talk about this a lot too? Is like, it's weird that social media is so intertwined with life now. It's like we can't have our small business without social media. Yeah. We have to be on it. We have to be up to date on trends, or else we're not gonna That's get these the videos. So we have to technically be watching videos, but then to have these videos. Because we have to be watching for trends, we're watching videos that are ultimately going to hurt us too. Exactly. And so it's hard filtering. And it, that's what's just crazy. It's hard filtering at 23 and 27. I can't even imagine filtering as teenagers or even younger than teenagers. Yeah. I don't even want to know. Well, no, like my, like, yeah, my insecurities have gotten like a hundred times worse since TikTok came out. Because Instagram was like, it's just not as bad as TikTok. There's something about TikTok that like really, really, really gets to you. And I think it's especially because like I watch a lot of styling videos and like fashion videos and it's always like these model looking girls being mm-hmm. pushed on my page. And it's like, okay, like I don't look anything like them. And then it also makes me think, are, is our stuff not being pushed because we don't fit the beauty standard, which is also just shitty because. Oh, I think about that all the time. But it is like, it gets in your head. Like, is that why we're not being pushed? Is it because we're not like attractive enough for TikTok or like, Mm -hmm. what is it? But in reality, it's like, but when it's, I'm not around TikTok, once again, I'm like, yeah, happy with where I'm at most of the time. Like, yes, you get in your head no matter what, that's what's going to happen. Like, just as a person, but TikTok just makes it a hundred times worse. Mm Mm-hmm. It really and does. Instagram, like it does. Instagram's not as bad. But I think Instagram just like sucks now. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's so easy to be like, mm, I'm over this and just get off. Like TikTok, even though you're like feeling like shit about yourself, for some reason you still keep scrolling because you're like, maybe I'll find one video that makes me feel better or something like that. It doesn't happen usually. Mm-hmm. But, like Instagram is easy to get off of, even though it still does like portray like some dream life. But also, I think you know that with Instagram because nobody's gonna like post photos of like 
stupid shit of their life. Like, TikTok no. is also stupid shit. But then you, like, watch a stupid funny video, and the next video will be like, I am so skinny and successful, and I have so much money, and I'm so happy. Yeah. It's like, okay. It's either that, or it's very, like, it also pushes very controversial stuff. Yeah, no, we TikTok is just a lot. Yeah. Not that we're bashing TikTok, but we kind of are. Yeah. It's well, hard it's because it's also, like, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I like, I really do enjoy making TikTok. Me too. It's so much fun. We have our content day. I love making TikTok. Yeah, it's probably my favorite day. But that's what's, that's just the hardest part is you have to scroll through TikTok to know what to make for TikToks. Yeah. So, yeah. And there are TikToks I love watching too. Like, there are certain people I really do love watching on TikTok. It's just so annoying how, like, even when you go to your following, I guess maybe I should just limit who I'm following a little bit better mm-hmm. and maybe just like my following and not actual the for like not the for you page but then once again if you're not on the for you page you're probably not seeing trends either mm-hmm. for what we want to make so it's just really tricky it is tricky so like we put a trend out today and it, it worked well yeah so it's like you have to be doing those like unfortunately our favorite tiktoks that we film aren't usually trends sometimes trend sounds mm-hmm. so you just that's what just gets hard but yeah I don't know I think even TikTok, it made me, um, like, totally stop dating apps, too. Yeah. Because I just, I, I think they push things where it's like, oh, my God, every piece of, every man's a piece of shit. Yeah. Because of TikTok is like, you know, they'll be like, I feel like there's so many videos being like, I would ne- never date a girl with a body count over three, you know, like, of this mm-hmm. time. And you're just like, oh, my God, do men actually think this way? But because all these, like, videos are being pushed that way and i'm like oh all men are pieces of shit yeah and it makes me have anxiety where i'm like okay i'm off all dating apps because... or you see like a bunch of girls being like yeah we were together for four years he told me he wanted to marry me he told me he's yeah. the love of his life and then he cheated on me like all that kind of stuff. it's like it's like these guys that like seem like a perfect boyfriend then end up being a horrible person so it's like it can i just think it's also like it bugs me so much when People are always like, if you know, you won't question your relationship. If you know that you're with your person, you won't question it. But it's like, I'm not questioning me and him together. I'm questioning because of all these outside factors. Yes. Like it's, I, I believe in him. I believe he's a great guy. But maybe he is the kind of guy who's going to date me for four years and be cheating on me. Because you just, these girls didn't know. So who's to say that I'm not going to know? Yeah, like, it gives you anxiety. And we already have like that anxious attachment style. Yeah. And like trust, I don't really know where our trust issues stem from. I don't know either. Because like dad never did anything no and our parents married and love each other Mm -hmm. but um yeah i don't know i just quit all dating apps because tiktok was really making me anxious about the whole like you'll know when you you know kind of thing it's like yeah i think you you can feel that like instant connection with somebody you can feel like oh my god this is my person but no matter what, you're going to be like, am I in my head about it? Am I just thinking that's my person because you have like good banter? Or yeah. is it like, I just think it's so easy with all these like horror stories of dating and all of these, yeah, douchebag men that are on social media that you see. It's it's so easy to like, even though you can be so happy and like so set on a person, you can still question it because the outside factors just get in your head so much. Like, I just don't know how you can, you can't really help it. I don't think like, because then you're just like, yeah. Makes me just think all men are like that. Yeah. Saying those douchey things where you're just like, ooh. Yeah. It's not I don't want to get to know you. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm assuming, I'm making assumptions now because of all these controversial things being pushed. Yeah, but... which is also not great, but it's just so hard not to get in your head with it. And like TikTok constantly tells you that your boyfriend's cheating on you. 
like always he is telling you that your boyfriend's cheating on you and i've seen a lot of tiktoks recently that have been like he's not cheating on you you're okay tiktok's just getting in your head mm-hmm. which i'm glad that those are being made because it is so easy to be like oh yeah like this person wants to be with this per- with their person and then he cheated and like it makes you think like oh are all guys cheaters and mm-hmm. all that stuff but then you look at like you have to look at couples that we love and like mm-hmm. you know they're happy and good but it's also a lot of older couples that i love where they didn't have to deal with social media yeah. while they were getting together well, that's what well we've just been talking to we just social media and content and do you want to talk about what we talked about the other day it's not really imposter syndrome but with relationships or you don't want to put that out there what oh yeah we can talk oh, okay. about it so this isn't really imposter syndrome but we'll just talk about it since we were we had a discussion about it the other night our anxieties we've been having yes. recently and we were just talking about you know couples like our parents our grandparents our aunt and uncles are a lot different than a lot of couples nowadays especially like in the dating stages or in the early stages of um being in a relationship i just feel like our parents and our grandparents have a bit more trust and a bit more like empathy towards people yeah and i don't know or it's like the dating world in general like i just you don't hear the horror you didn't hear the horror stories from like the old generation that you hear now yeah and i don't know if it's because one dating apps people it's just at your fingertips you can easily find somebody to hook up with within seconds yeah and our you know our parents didn't have that unless they went to a bar and actively like you can literally cheat on somebody sitting right next to them nowadays yeah Completely literally you weren't like, able to do in the same you can be sleeping in bed with them and they're fucking on their phone cheating yes. on you like which you know that's why older generations could never do that which is also a heightened i think anxiety of people and then we were talking about porn and how it's so it's at every fingertips too which i have nothing against porn to per se like i has- watched i watched porn I watched Balesa. I like Balesa. We've talked about that. Like, it's a yeah. woman-owned porn site. But, like, but most boys from our generation, because because the internet was, was already a thing when, like, we were growing up, because, yeah, the internet was already a thing when we were growing up. Boys could access porn from the age of, like, 13, mm-hmm. and they could just watch it on their phone, and they could have the, all the whole world of porn at their fingertips. And, yes, like, girls did, too, but I think it was, it, I don't know if it still is, but it was so taboo for girls to watch porn it wasn't like we were like watching it together and be like this is this video i found like mm-hmm. whereas boys i think are just so it's so normal for them to watch porn it's so normalized for them to watch porn even from such a young age and it's i don't think they get a good grasp on like what oh, normal well, yeah like a not woman. normal not, nothing is normal sex i'm just saying like what yeah just with what being with like a woman actually I, is and, like the empathy yeah. behind it and how vulnerable sex actually is i'm not saying like you can't it's this is such a hard subject because I'm not saying like oh don't have sex with all these people no but like we're just saying and I think I nowadays think... there's so much there's so many different things you can watch on porn yeah so many different kinks so many different and like you're watching like they're watching it at a young age before you even know what normal sex is like I like even when I first watched porn I didn't know what for like normal sex was and I definitely it's so easy to like click on a video that you're like oh my god that's like way farther than like, i yeah. thought it was gonna be you know like yeah because it's just so like at your fingertips and i do think it's hard for boys to watch that and understand like a woman and how to truly like respect a woman if they've crossed the line there where it turns into like 
further porn which mm-hmm. like i have no problem with like what kind of porn anybody watches but i do think like for like, a young mind a little boy it's hard for him to, like really wrap his head around like the respect of a woman even outside the bedroom i don't think i don't think it's necessarily understood that like the bedroom is not outside world like yeah and like it's a consent like a woman has to give her consent anytime in the bedroom for anything yes. and, like i don't think that it's you know it's, it's so not clear in bed like or in bed mm-hmm. in porn that and porn isn't real yeah that's porn like, is not real like, like they that's don't literally they don't watching it, a show yeah they don't make it clear that, they, that the girls are giving consent mm-hmm. they almost like i just think that the guys don't really understand that all the time and it can like just make the boundaries like really blurry for them not that i'm excusing their issues because yeah i think that's where a lot of boy issues stem from honestly mm-hmm. I, I was telling kendra that i was kind of made an out like a, a comparison and i was like not i mean sort of but porn for men is a lot like rom-coms for women yeah of it being like you know especially like me especially like when i read i'm like oh i just i read these men written by women so i have this i think fantasized world of what love should be and I know like I need to be brought back down to reality or you know if that's not how it is there's going to be problems there's going to be different yeah. things but that's kind of how it is with porn it's like like women don't women or anybody not even just women anybody we they don't perform like that in bed that's a no. full-on performance and that's like, angles guess- that's literally being like waxed that day yeah i'm not even saying like all like obviously not even all all boys are all men i think that certain like most people when they watch porn do understand that that's like that's not reality it's a a show basically or like Mm -hmm. like a rom-com or whatever out of their perspective but certain boys are watching that and thinking that's what reality is just as like certain girls are watching rom-coms and not understanding that that's not real life Mm -hmm. and And i think real, real, real problems happen in like yeah in the area so and i think i get in my head now because i know i'm like oh well every man watches tons of porn Mm -hmm. is what i mean you would have i would say like i don't even know the percentage but i would say most men watch a lot of porn yeah also people are so open about it nowadays yeah so open and it makes me a little bit uncomfortable like when i'm first starting to become intimate with somebody because i'm like i'm not gonna look like this porn star Mm -hmm. i i don't i don't I don't know it's just like it just makes me in my head about the whole thing yeah it's just so accessible nowadays like we were saying older generation boys grew up with like porno magazines mm-hmm. where you had like yeah where it was just standstill women it wasn't them doing any performance or doing any acts or if you watch porn you had to literally go to blockbuster yeah go in the other room and like go in that secret room and get it exactly you know, so it's a lot more of an app it's not now like it's like it can like boys, yeah they can, can just search it up whenever they want and like and you can literally search up anything. And like the whole topic right now on TikTok of like, is it cheating if he watches porn? Personally, in my opinion, it's not cheating if he watches porn, but it's also, it definitely is a hard thing to like get used to in your head. Cause it is like, mm-hmm. are they, cause you know, most guys you would think they're not comparing you. Like if they love you, they're not going to be thinking about another pair. Yes. But I don't, I don't I have don't a, know. I don't have a man's mindset at the yeah. same time because then I know guys who do compare. Because I'm also watching porn being like, I know that's a above average dick. Yeah, you know, like that's and a like porn I, you dick. know they're acting like that's their job. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, I just, I just don't think, I don't know. It's just so hard to like. It's such a hard area to get to grasp, I guess, because like I would love a relationship where I don't have to necessarily worry about my person and what they're watching 
and the expectations they have in the bedroom. But at the same time, I'm not going to limit them on that because I think everybody has like everybody has the right to watch it. I watch it. Like mm-hmm. I can't be like, oh, I can watch it, but you can't. I also watch it because I sometimes you've got to learn what's going on. You got to like it helps to like figure things out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I don't know. It's just hard to it's hard to navigate because it's yeah. There's so much yeah content with it. But I think it's made current like younger like, younger guys who were able to access videos from such a young age instead of just like looking at magazines. The videos are what makes like them not necessarily respect women, and I think it makes them look at women as like just sexual objects from a very early age. And it almost I almost feel like men from our generations are way worse, worse than the old generation. I think generations. so. Like. I think it's been, and like, it's increasingly getting worse every single year. Yeah. The fact that it's a huge deal for your man to like have the slightest bit of respect for you is crazy. Like the bar is extremely low. And I, majority of girls I've, I know have been, have had their bodies commented on sexually by men mm-hmm. from a very young age. Like most girls I know, actually all girls I know all had their bodies commented on it from a very young age. From, from like when we were too young to be commented on. Yes. And like. Yes, there's pervy old men that do that, but if you, like, really pay attention, majority of, like, the pervy old men are called out because they're pervy old men, but, like, the younger generations, it's so normal for them to say the same stuff that the pervy old men are saying, but because they're, like, young and hot, people just look past it, I think, even though they're saying the same things or worse all mm-hmm. the time. Like, I've heard an insane amount of comments from, like, younger guys that if you heard from a pervy old man, he'd be probably kicked out of the place you know like mm-hmm. but it's so normalized for the younger generation i think mm-hmm. because they grew up watching this shit and like also like you said like boys grew up watching porn together and like talking about porn together which yes could which be so a, crazy to me. yeah and it could be a sex positive thing but most boys i know who have done that it was not a sex positive thing it was like a you know look at her tits and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff it wasn't like a learning experience for them i guess yeah yeah, it's just a weird. Yeah, it's a hard thing to navigate because I'm all like, I'm all about exploring sexually what you like and figuring that out. But it's just it's a very fine line between watching porn just for like the pleasure, exploring, and then watching it where it starts altering your mind outside of it. Yeah, like it's a I very also, thin line. Like in my mind, I see porn as something as like so individual. I don't necessarily think it needs to be something that's brought yeah outside of just your time with yourself. You're like, oh, I saw this in porn. I want to try it. It's like, yeah, it's totally fine. But at the same time, then I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna compare to the person you saw it with. You're like, what are you? What what type of porn is this person watching, and what do they? What do like they expect me to do that I necessarily don't want to do, or like, I don't. There's just or like, never, there's just now a, with sex. There's just like now a an underlying like bar yeah like it's just so like nobody just like i just feel like nobody has sex to have sex anymore like nobody has sex because they love each other nobody has sex because they're sexually attracted to each other it's always like well i mean they have sex because they're sexually attracted to each other and because they love each other but it's not just like sex it's not just like intimate sex or like Mm -hmm. not intimate yeah yeah it's not intimate at all anymore and it's Mm -hmm. not just like fun anymore it's like there's yeah, expectations with it and like you can't be vanilla you have to be like kinky and like mm-hmm. it's always like who's the kinkiest even when you watch we watch a lot of like reality tv she- tv dating shows 
And all the guys are always like, oh, yeah, I bet she's kinky. I bet she's freaky. She's feisty. All that kind of stuff, which always just, like, means, oh, they're going to be crazy in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, do men only want girls that are crazy in the bedroom? Which, like, I can get to an extent, but at the same time, that's not an expectation you can put on somebody. Mm -hmm. And, like, in my mind, when you start seeing somebody, I don't think the first time necessarily needs to be, like, this kinky, crazy shit. Because I just feel like when, as you start getting to know somebody more... That's when the sex starts getting better because yeah. you know what each other likes. You can have more communication to see what, like what you guys want to try. And you also feel safer because there's more communication. Exactly. But yeah, it's almost like from the get go, people want these amazing porn stars. sex. Yeah. Little, little porn stars. Like I feel like everybody is a porn star nowadays. Like that's not my job. No, I am not like, that's, that's not me. And like, and- it's not crazy to be not insecure in the bedroom, but like, I don't think most people feel super confident in the bedroom, especially with a new partner. Mm-mm. But I think these men most of the time assume and hope that the person they're going to hook up with is going to be like crazy and confident in the bedroom, like just go for what they want. But yeah, I don't think most people do that unless they're with like a partner that they really, really trust. And a lot of girls have had a lot of trauma. A lot of trauma with sex. Oh, with That's sex. And I just it- don't think guys understand how deeply that can hit even if you're a whole new person the girl's still thinking about it like she it's not like i hate when everybody's like you can't hold like i kind of get it but i hate it like i think i was on tiktok recently being like you can't hold things that your ex did to you against your current person which i totally get but at the same time like if your ex cheated on you you're always going to have in the back of your mind looking for possible signs that your person is cheating on you like, mm-hmm. it's just like a trauma thing that like fucks you up in the head makes you think you're not good enough your trauma doesn't leave no you can figure out ways how to deal with your trauma but your the trauma doesn't leave no especially when it comes to anything sexual because yes. your body's gonna hold that trauma exactly it's not necessarily like and it's there's just, things that can happen that can trigger yes. you in the moment like you don't even know you could be triggered by it but you get triggered by it so like i just don't think every girl is gonna be like what in the bedroom like good for them if they are but i just don't i hate the expectation that they should be mm-hmm. and i hate the expectation that you have to be, like freaky in the bedroom when it's like i just why can't we just enjoy sex to enjoy it like why do you have to put this pressure on ourselves to be enough for somebody else when like sex is also for you as much as it is for the other person mm-hmm. like it's not a, just something for you like the guy mm-hmm. like it is we're 2023 i know i thought we were moving in the right direction and i swear we've taken it back so many steps yeah the way you hear guys talk about girls in general and then talk about girls like so sexually is just if you ever have faith in men just watch a reality dating show because oh my god there was literally we watched the new season of um too hot to handle which already is a very sexual show so like whatever that but they they took the guys aside to do like this retreat one day and they there was this woman that was like gave them all like a vagina stuffed animal remember that Mm -hmm. and they were literally all the men had realizations. They were like, oh my God, this was an amazing talk. Uh, today I realized that there's a person behind that vagina. Literally. Like, like, like literally what they said. Literally just see us as like holes because you can fucking get a, a flashlight. flashlight. Don't like, do that. Don't hurt somebody's feelings in the process of wanting to get off. That's what annoys me most about it. I think that's, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. When you see it on, and that, that's why I had to stop dating apps and stuff. Because people... Talk to people now because we're right at each other's fingertips. We talk to people like they're just objects. Literally. And there are feelings behind that. And that's what gets like really frustrating. And that's where my home anxiety comes from. 
because nobody treats each other with respect anymore it feels no, like not even the same gender like it, i just don't think people in general i think social media has made us so removed from yeah the empathy with each other and like the person's true emotions and it's so easy to like you know like we've seen like just write hate over line online like because there's no connection with that person you're never gonna see them in real life so it's like what's what's the point what who cares it's the kind, same kind of thing with dating too because it's like yeah like I don't know. I just think no, I just don't know how to say that, guys. But like, I just feel like everybody just sees people's lives from social media and it makes them not seem like a real person necessarily. Mm-hmm. And so it's so easy to like write off their feelings as being like, mm, who cares? It's not my life. And I think that's everybody's mindset nowadays too is like, well, it doesn't affect me. Or it's like, it's almost funny to hurt somebody's feelings now because it gives you some sort of power, I feel yes. like, against them. Because in people's eyes, nobody's a real person unless you're like, like super close with them i guess mm-hmm. i feel like and i feel like we've well I, I definitely have where i feel like i've definitely gotten better at seeing people as people like seeing people as actually like, people out and about since dad and the whole grief thing yeah. because like you know especially i remember this one time it was like days after dad passed you and i went to the fabric store and it was still during COVID, so we had to wait outside in the line. Do you remember this woman? Mm-mm. And standing in front of us, she started talking about Trump, like, to us. Remember? I don't know. Oh, you remember this at all? Oh, I don't know why I just, I got, like, so mad. This woman just started talking about Trump to us, where I was like, okay, one, why do you think you can just talk politically to us? Mm-hmm. Two girls just standing in a line, let us be. But I literally got so mad where I almost was like, I don't fucking care what you have to say. Our dad just died. I don't need to like be doing this like controversial shit with you. Yeah. And that is the whole thing. It's all about controversial stuff now. Like I feel like nobody necessarily has an opinion to speak unless it's directed negatively at somebody else. Like, yeah. Nobody's just like being to be anymore. I think it's like being to be in somebody else's face. Nobody asks like... people how they are with genuinely wanting to feel yeah. how they are. It's like it's so rare for a person to genuinely care how a stranger's doing nowadays, which is just crazy because I also think it's hard because like our parents grew up in a small town where even to this day it's like a person will ask you how you are and you know they truly do care yeah so it's just hard i think i mean social media just removes everybody from that small town feeling but then like living in a city like nashville's kind of a hard place to live in because everybody here is so focused on their own shit that they are pretty removed and like you'll go to like the grocery store and no you can tell nobody in there gets a shit about you mm-hmm. not that they have to give a shit about me but like at least respect me enough to like say excuse me or like you know shit like that but they don't they just like run into you and like mm-hmm. gotta get this where it's like i just like everything like nobody really sees like i think they just see us all as like little sims walking around while they're living their real lives you mm-hmm. know but some people are very good mm-hmm. no it's they, just like exactly. it's just a pessimist it's a hard on it which is uh, like mm-hmm. upsetting but, but then also, also i've been that person like in grocery stores where i'm like not really giving a shit about people mm-hmm. because also living in a city is like you have been taken advantage of and you have mm-hmm. been like people have done really mean things to you when you have been nice yeah and so it's like you almost have to get like a, a shit of the city yeah you have to you which do. is crazy because yeah the most the more yeah most people you know probably are like great people to the core but their exterior like shell is like bitch mode but yeah like i have my bitch mode on in mm-hmm. nashville now because nobody is nice to you at the grocery store anyway so it's like well why am i gonna be nice to you you're gonna be nice to me so mm-hmm. then i'll bump into them and say fucking excuse me bitch even though i probably would not that's not something i would actually like really do to somebody mm-hmm. you know like, the world can turn you into into a shitty person i think 
and like I feel like it's on you to hold yourself accountable and be like oh that was kind of a bitch move of me mm-hmm. like I won't do that again kind of thing yeah but I think it's the same with like dating too at least like I feel like you know everybody's been heartbroken everybody's been stepped on in the dating world and so I think people do use that as an excuse to turn into like a douchebag or asshole because mm-hmm. they're like oh I've been hurt by this one girl or oh, I've been hurt by this one boy so they all deserve to be hurt I think I find a, I'm I have a hard time finding that line yeah like if I'm I out too. with somebody it's like how much information do I share how much do I ask about them because like, I'm genuinely curious like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not just asking questions to ask questions but then at the same time, it's like, yeah, like this. And then I think in my mind, this person could easily hurt me anytime. And I know people are like, I don't, people, I don't know. People are like, don't, don't catch feelings like really early on or things. But that's just not me. Like I'm, if I yeah. have find a connection with somebody, I'm going to find that connection. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard line to find of being like exterior, figuring out what you want. And also just creating a genuine human connection with somebody. Yeah. Even if it doesn't go anywhere, it's like you had a good I'd rather just have a good date where it's like we were just like genuinely nice to each other versus it being I don't explain what I'm saying. Does that make sense? Kind of. But I mean it's just a lot it's a fine line. Yeah. Of what to... It's a lot easier to say don't catch feelings for them early on than it is. Like mm-hmm. once you do have an instant connection with somebody, you're you're gonna catch feelings for them. It's like inevitable. You can't really help it. Yeah. And like yeah, in the back of your head you're like, Oh, this isn't the smartest thing. This could definitely bite me in the butt. But then also there's a big party that's like, maybe it won't pay me, but maybe it is something big. So it's like, it's just hard either, like no matter what, you're just in your head about everything. Like, I just think it's really hard to like remove. Well, we just have a lot of anxiety in case you guys can't tell. So that's basically like, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, that's basically our lives. It's just us like, I don't know, looking at the negatives and the positives, like everything mm-hmm. very intensely. And I think social media just plays a really big, or just not even social media, but just the way our world works nowadays, you know, it's just the fact that like everything's at our fingertips and everybody's at our fingertips. Yes. Everybody can get a hold of us. Like, and it like just, just the amount of cheating mm-hmm. that goes on, the amount of cheating that it's just so easy to cheat now. And also most men I know, if you truly ask them and you say like, what do you classify as cheating? Most of them think it's sleeping with somebody. And we were, Ken and I also talk about this all the time. Men, most of them, I mean, we know literally every single man I know is friends with somebody that's cheated yes. and has not said anything. Yes. And like, yeah, we'll they keep will, the secret. Men are horrible friends. Like men, you're all great. We love men sometimes. But like men friendships are insane because- Insanely toxic. And like, you just can't trust. We were talking about it because we watched Alison Brie and Dave oh, Franco's new movie. Called, uh it's called oh somebody i used to know oh yeah we were talking about it because the guy in the movie kind of leads his ex on throughout the entire movie while he's literally on his weekend to get married and his best friend is just kind of like sitting by being like like he talks to them a little bit being like dude what are you doing but for the most part, he's like, oh, it's your decision. Like, it's your decision. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how the fuck are you not being sitting him down and being like, dude, you're getting married this weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, think this through. And also, that's two people's feelings that you're messing with. Yeah, you can't be leading. That's That movie was good. I'm not, I don't want to spoil anything. But they made it, like, a lot about the girls' issues. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, honestly, the man is the worst one in this. Yes. And the fact that that's not being called out more. Yeah, like they both annoying. have their issues. Like, yeah. But yeah, he was like never called out for it, really. And it's just, and we, that's what we got to talking about. Like, most guys we know do have shit friends who are doing shitty things and would never in their life sit them down and talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. Even if you talk to, like, if you're talking like, to a person and you're like, why don't you sit? Like, I, my boyfriend has friends who do some shitty things in my opinion and i'm not in the place i don't even know these guys so i can't be like hey guys you can't be doing that (laughs) but i've asked him before i've been like why do you like like why are you just letting him do this and like why wouldn't you sit them down and tell them they're doing something stupid and he's always like well it's not my problem it's not my life it's their life they can do what they want they want they're big boys like they're adults they can handle themselves and it's like yes they should be able to handle themselves but i also think that sometimes people do need a friend that checks on like yeah Mm -hmm. checks in on them and is like dude you're kind of fucking your life up right now Mm -hmm. because i think it's really easy to get it's not i mean if you love somebody i don't think it's easy so i don't know maybe these people are just douchebags but i just i can maybe see how guys can be like guys are just dumb they're attracted by a new shiny object and i do think they can get into like the the world of cheating pretty easily which is unfortunate just because men are so fucking stupid Mm mm-hmm so I just think it's on the guys to be like, dude, what are you doing? You have a great girl. You're fucking it up for some new shiny object that you don't even like really know. But guys are dumb and we'll do that. But then instead, friends will just like cover it up for them. Mm-hmm. Like they'll help cover it up, which I just think is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And they'll like hype each other up. Yes. Like if I was cheating on my boyfriend, I think you would text him. You would talk to me first and I was still like. Oh, I would I'm... say, I would do something along the lines of like, you have to tell him. And if you don't, I'm going to say exactly. something. Exactly. like that's hurting somebody's and i think it's so much worse that like how do you not have a guilty conscience that you know about it right like i just don't quite get it but then guys all guys i know have the same i don't haven't talked to a single guy who would like step in Mm -hmm. and be like dude what are you doing all guys are the same in that guys just like are like oh he's just my buddy and that's as far as it is like Mm -hmm. they don't need help in their life like i just think what else is a friend there to do like yes friends are there for fun but also friends are there because you have a deep emotional bond with them like you want to be with them for their life moments like mm-hmm. boys are weird they also just like don't talk about their feelings together which is just so odd to me so odd i think that's where a lot of it also stems from Dak Shepard recently talked about the podcast which i totally agreed with it was like when women get like their first friend ever even we're told to tell them everything like mm-hmm. we're supposed to confide in them our best friends are know every little thing about us all of our feelings while like men do have their best friends, but I don't think that they're like they're, they're not taught to like sit and really talk about how they feel. Mm-hmm. And so it already creates just this, I mean, and even Dex, everyone said, he's like, Dex, Dex was like every like woman I know is usually better at communicating with their friends than any like man I know. Mm-hmm. And like, we need every human needs interaction. We're telling our feelings or else it's like bottling up and creating anxiety kidding it won't be a we hate men podcast but it is like a but it's like a balance what's going on up there we need both men and women and like i just cannot say the fact that men a lot of men truly think that like men are superior in some way or another like it's gross they're not like oh yeah we we hate women kind of thing like i don't know men like that but like most men you know even if they're really decent men still have it in their mind that they're like can't have a woman president yes or 
like just things like that where it's just like oh woman president could never be as dominant as a male president like like, stereotypes on a woman yeah so how would you know if we could never had one to base it off i think society loves to point out like the woman species flaws but never do they point out men's flaws like most men you know don't know how to talk about their emotions most men you know love would would take a physical altercation over sitting down with their with the person they're having a disagreement with and talking about it mm-hmm. exactly most men don't know how to fucking plan things you know like oh that's our big one that's men a big one they literally don't know how to think ahead like i just don't it's just never talked about and the fact that it's still like oh like yeah equality but like women still can't do this it's like well men can't do this like why is that not brought up which pisses me off a little bit but that's also what pisses me off about i mean both men and women when we talk about being equals it's talking about like oh well we women can already be equal to men because they're not like i don't know physically as strong or all this shit that's like Mm -hmm. no it's like both sides have strengths and weaknesses but that doesn't mean that we're not equal because we're not and once we again, it's like, same. why is there a competition there? Like, why yes. are we not working together? Because we, exactly. Exactly, we both have different strengths and weaknesses. Why are we not working together? But instead, there's a competition there. It's like, why? It's so dumb. Yeah. The world is so stupid. The world is so stupid. What was my other point I literally was about to say? Oh, can I talk about though really fast? Yeah. We can get on the Love Island topic. So we love Love Island. And it's the new UK season. So it comes out every single day, which we have one to watch. But I don't know who will be watching it tonight because Kendra has to be on a plane at 6 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't even know where I was going to go with this. I was going to talk about Robin. I don't know where you're going with anything. I know. My mind's all over the place today. <laughs> Me too. I think I ramble on like I know. everything. Well, okay. You have to edit it really hardcore. Sorry. Okay. I really want to say something about men again. I was going to talk about Robin. Oh, yeah. He is like the epitome of what we're talking about. Yeah. He'll like from day one. He was like, Lana's my fit, like, she's my girl. Like, and she I, is amazing. She's an yeah. amazing woman. And, and he always says, he always said, like, I felt things with her I never felt before. Mm-hmm. But then every new girl that comes into the villa, he'll immediately be like, Lana, I'm going to go talk to her, but like, don't worry. He'll literally say, I'm committed to you. But like, then how? Will won't say committed. We'll completely be flirting with this girl and basically talking about how he wants to be hook up with them. And if they reject, if the girl rejects him, then he'll go back to Lana. Yeah. So, like, Lana's feeling, like, second best all the time. Even though he's telling her, like, you're, you're my number one, you're my number one. Like, I've never had these feelings before. And it's like, well, if you've never had these feelings before, then why are you questioning it, you mm-hmm. dumb little fuck? And he'll be like, well, this girl's my type on paper. But Lana, I've never had feelings like this before. And it's like... The paper I, should what? fly out the window the minute you found somebody that you've had, you have, like, immense feelings for. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as my type on paper... When it comes to like a true emotional bond, mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, I think Lana deserves way better. Bronx but that's the thing it. with men, like, and every there's so many seasons of Love Island where it is the minute they go to like Casa or something, the strongest couple, the guy will turn his head because he's always like, "Yeah, I have the best thing going on, best thing I've ever had in my life, but I have to test it." Mm-hmm. And it's like, and why, it's like why? Why? Why do they feel like, like what's test up it? with men and testing it? Like, you, I just don't think you should have to Mm-mm. test it. And then we've been talking about recently about how, like, most men, you know, will—I don't know how to phrase it—they're not a good guy in relationships until they found the girl that they want to be a good guy for. Mm-hmm. But most men, you know, will completely own up to the fact that to their past girlfriends, they were not the best boyfriend. They did not, you know, treat her with 
utmost respect that you that you treat like your person with mm-hmm. whereas i feel like a lot of girls i know like even if you're dating someone it's not your person you're just like dating them you're still treating them with respect and you're constantly like i totally get the constant learning because there's definitely things in past relationships where i was like mm, i shouldn't have done that i was mm-hmm. a bitch there or something but like yeah at the end of the day like not giving a respect, fuck about the person but like yeah but like i know guys who have who like have owned up and like yeah i really didn't give a fuck about or like ex. i only was with her to sleep with her yes and then and like, but but let her on in different ways. But yes. only to guard there. But then like, yeah. And then they'll meet their person, and it will all change. But it's like, and that's like the norm for guys. And that's also I feel like what girls are brought up to want. Like I feel like, at least me, I feel like in my head when I was a kid, I was I was like, I want a bad boy who's only nice to me, mm-hmm. which is like such a shit thing in reality. Like yes, Damon Salvatore is so amazing, and he really is a good person if you boil him down. Yeah, he's loyal, and we don't take Damon. No, but like I do, he kind of is like the bad boy who's only nice to her. He's also nice to anybody he's loyal to. He's just bad boy from the start because he has his guard up, so like he doesn't really count. But like it is kind of that thing. But when you look at it from like a, a older perspective, you're like, no, that's kind of shit. Like. Mm-hmm. to have a guy who's like a dick to everybody else besides you like i mm-hmm. definitely would not want that now like but as a girl right. you are kind of brought up to want that and then when you hear a guy say like yeah i was a dick to my exes but like you really changed something in me there's like a little part of you that's like oh like that's so sweet even me. though it's like that it's is like, so mm, dumb because like you what treated you treated other women very poorly yeah like why would i want you to treat other girls poorly like i want yeah. and that's also what i can't stand Sex in the City called it out like 20 years ago and now people are saying it on TikTok and it's like really, really pisses me off. But in Sex and the City, they said it was the cab light, you know? They're like, oh, men will be there until their cab light is on and they're ready to settle down and mm-hmm. then they'll they'll be in a great relationship. That pisses me the fuck off because men, before their stupid cab light, whatever they say is on, and like, which is annoying on TikTok is literally men have been like, yeah, this is true. I Which will is so say, annoying. with all the stuff we're saying, we're not saying all men, obviously. No. Like, this is just a um, majority of men, or at least the men that, like, no, I think we're... are just out and about. Yeah. But then, you know, like, so this is, this really pisses me off, this whole cab light thing. Because usually, before their, whatever, cab light's on for ready to get settled down, they'll lead women on. Yeah. It won't be, like, up front and be like, hey, I just want a sexual thing. That's it's the usually, thing. they'll lead you on, they'll get feelings, they'll have sex with you. But at the end of the day, they don't really want a relationship. But that's after three months of talking mm-hmm. or a month of talking where it's like, mm, that was, that's leading people on and being really fucking shitty. Mm-hmm. Not saying you have to like date somebody for three months and then be like, oh, I want to marry you. But it's the whole, like, if you knew from the start that you wouldn't want to have the relationship, why did you go into it? Literally. Because guys, a lot of guys we know are just like, okay with being somebody being with somebody just to be with somebody not because they actually like them not because they like spending time with them but so many men we know or just like men out in the world are with girls just to say they are with a girl and like just to have somebody to call when they're bored I think to like hang out with them when they're bored like it's not necessarily because they like them at all mm-hmm. you know like well that's the whole thing too is like I learned in grief too I it was one of my grief therapists because um, I did this like I did this group therapy that was like people ages 18 to 30 that have lost a parent to cancer and we did this group therapy session and one girl was talking and she was like yeah um, my mom died two years ago 
I'm feeling a little bit of resentment to my dad right now because he's already dating, which is like fine, you know, like mm-hmm. let people do what they want to do. But then the therapist had said, she was like, yeah, actually that's very normal for men. Um, she's like, men usually start dating within two years of their spouse passing away while women are five to 10 years, which I think is just like yeah, crazy. Is just crazy that I don't know if it's like a comfort thing or if it's like needing to have that like body by you or what it mm-hmm. is that and maybe they maybe you found just like a connection i'm not saying like that but it's yeah, just I like there's, average there's it's saying, a connection i just think like yeah you know at least with like mom she's just like i won't find a connection that compares mm-hmm. and i think that's like what overrides it i think maybe a man might look at it like i think a man might look at it like yeah i won't find a connection that pairs that are like that oh my gosh i won't find a connection that compares but i could find a connection Mm-hmm. like I don't think it's necessarily like I don't know and I feel like we're doing a lot of man bashing here but yeah I don't mean to bash honestly, men honestly like, it's, it's getting really annoying it's just hard like it's hard finding people that like are actually genuine yeah and then like like back to the imposter syndrome when you do find a person that's yeah. genuine and you find a person that you really really have such strong things for and such a strong connection with some like, it's just crazy to me like with me and my boyfriend I really do feel like we just have like such a we have such like a soul connection like I just feel like he's my best friend and I truly think if it wasn't for social media I wouldn't question anything mm-hmm. and I usually I don't question anything but I think because I've been on because it was especially around Valentine's Day when it was like if he doesn't do this dump him and like all this whole like if he wanted to he would shit I hate that shit it's like he, he probably who the fuck even knows like the there's so many circumstances that can get in the way and like yeah. it could go to the girl too like if I if, if I wanted to I could right and if, like, like, it's not a- even in my head like like mm-hmm. Warren and I were saying like the other day is like if he wanted to he would it's putting expectations on him without even letting him know what your expectations yes, are completely like the whole like fucking like flowers for Valentine's Day like me putting the expectation on him without even like, be, like I'm not, but also like I shouldn't have to ask for that but it's like mm-hmm. how, how are we supposed to know what's yeah. like I and the know. whole I don't like the if he wanted to he would because nobody actually does what they really want to do. In no, because there's like, always a... If I wanted to do head. what I wanted to do, I'd be like, hey, let's go take a trip to New York this weekend. But I'd be like, nope. We do. like In my head, I'm like, that's crazy. Literally. We don't know. We haven't known each other that yes. long. Yes. But like, that's where... I don't know. It's like that he wanted to, he would. is just kind of bullshit. Like, I just think a lot of the bashing... I, I'm, I'm all for bashing men. I think men suck. But... <laughs> I think a lot of the bashing on TikTok is not looking at the fact, that, like, put it in the girl, put it in reverse, like, put it on the girl. Like, if she wanted to, she would. And then all the girls, I think a lot of girls would be like, well, no, I wouldn't because of this, this, mm-hmm. this. And, and a it. lot of the time it's anxiety or like, or like yeah, financial stability. Or financial. Like, it's not your love language. Mm-hmm. Like, or it, you don't know, like, they might be dealing with family stuff or yeah, like, they might be stressed. Like, there's in the so way. many factors. I just don't think if he wanted to, he would is just Mm -hmm. the best statement to use. Like the ex, his ex might have reacted differently than how you're thinking. And so he's thinking, oh, my ex didn't like that. I didn't even know you liked that or something, you know? Exactly. Like, I just think, yeah, like to put a little example out there, my ex wanted to call me every single day and talk to me on the phone for an hour every single day. And I told him. I'm not a fan of this. I don't really want to talk to you on the phone every single day. I'll talk to you in person when we hang out. We'll have lots to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then I know he dated a person after me and 
he never called her because he kind of assumed the same thing and then she got mad at him for never calling her mm-hmm. so it's just like yeah the ex thing i feel like does make a lot of sense i just feel like there's so many factors to it and it just mm-hmm. pisses me off and it bugs me that like i can feel so secure with where i am in life at the if i boil it down i'm like don't have social media in my head i am really secure with where i am in life but then i go on tiktok for like five minutes and i'm like oh my god mm-hmm. my relationship's doomed to end I'm never going to be successful. I'm a shit person. I'm not where I need to be at 23. Yeah. Like everything really... like that. And it's also going back to, if you wanted to, we would. And with women too. It's like, at the end of the day, it's like, we can only really do what we've seen. You know, mm-hmm. if if you didn't, if this guy didn't grow up watching a beautiful relationship, there's only so much you can yeah do and i think not that, to not sound an excuse because i know there's a lot of guys that use the divorce parents as an excuse divorce. yeah mm-hmm. which is more of like a victim thing but i'm saying yeah. like if he wanted to he would he might not even know that that's like what you should exactly. be doing and i think that it's kind of put in our minds like especially for movies that if he loves you and truly loves you he'll do like anything for you and like he'll just know what to do instinctively but, like that's so not true. Like guys don't instinctively know to like wash their hands. Literally, <laughs> like they're fucking stupid. Like we cannot put these expectations on men. Men are so dumb. For us to like really think that like oh yes, like these are they're like, also you just have to realize. I just think that's a, that's a broad statement. You have to realize that men are fucking stupid. Yeah, like putting expectations on them is just so not fair to them because you know like. Their brains just don't even, their brains can't even, their brains don't even know what the word expectation means, probably. <laughs> <laughs> if she looks at her phone from the guy that no. can understand what platonic no. meant. I just think, I hate that if he wanted to, he would, because I think everybody shows their love so differently. And like, I think with long distance, it can get in my head a lot too, because we see each other like once every three months three months it sort of three months again we see each other once every three months ish and so i get in my head a lot when we're not in person with each other because it's so much harder to like feel somebody's love through the phone you know mm-hmm. and like it is so easy to get and i like long distance because i can be so like independently in my own life and then when I'm with him, I can be so with him and, like, nothing else is going on. Obviously, it's not, like, sustainable and realistic for the future. But, like, that's obviously going to change. So it's totally fine. But it can get, it can, it's really hard to, like, feel somebody's love through the phone and express my love through the phone. With, because when I express my love through the phone, I feel like I'm being, like, clingy and, like, mm-hmm. annoying. But when I'm in person expressing my love, I feel, like, totally fine and happy about it because it's being reciprocated in person real time. Mm-hmm. But when you're sending somebody like a lovey-dovey text message right after you send it you're like oh my god was that too much like is that weird i don't know even if, if you know they're gonna be fine with it you're still in your head being like i don't know like i think long distance can almost make it like harder because i don't know it gives you a lot more time to like think without being like in time and you don't hear feeling the love yeah but their facial expression yeah and... like when we're together in person it's so easy to be like oh my god we're so in love everything's perfect we're on the same page about like everything yeah but then over the the phone it's like oh my god i don't know i get like lauren knows every single time he like we're separated like the first week after i like leave him or he leaves me i'm like oh my god i don't know i think he's mad at me i'm pretty sure he's mad at me even though you're like we just had an amazing time together yeah but then yeah that first week of separation you're definitely overthinking things yeah but like i said before it's just crazy too because then you see those girls on tiktok who are like 
I had this amazing relationship that I thought was like my soul bond and we talked about like marriage together and then he cheated on me or he broke up with me like two weeks later. So it's just, it's so easy in the moment to like, I don't know, you can be so happy with somebody and like so set on it and like so sure that this is your person for your life, but then get in your head and be like, but what if he's playing me or like, what if I'm just being naive and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's crazy, man. It is crazy. I wish I remembered what I was going to say about men. You know, we're just bashing men all the time. We didn't mean to bash men. We just started talking about porn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. It's just weird. It's hard to talk about, too. Also, it's hard. I feel like I put a lot of pressure on, like, older relationships. And I'm always like, oh, but we're not, like, or, like, no relationship. Like, boys aren't like that anymore. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we didn't know those boys in their 20s. Like, I'm sure kids. we, I mean, we know, like, our dad was a bit of a player. Yeah. Like, he probably wasn't the best of girls. If we probably knew our dad in his 20s, he'd probably be like, fuck you. Well, there's definitely things that I've heard about dad where I was like, oh, that would be an immediate red flag. Yeah. Run. Exactly. Like, Like, our aunts and uncles that we, like, are obsessed with their relationships we didn't know them at their 20s like we don't know if it was like mm-hmm. like right now they're great but they've also like grown like you know mm-hmm. so i think it's hard to base it off but i get in my head about that a lot being like he doesn't love me like my grandpa loves my grandma mm-hmm. but it's like well they've also been together for like 60 years yeah oh i just figured out what i was going to say <laughs> um another thing about men friendships or not all men, but most men, and most, I just believe it's most men, I'm pretty sure. Most men, if there are five guys, and one guy's in a, in like a really serious relationship, and he actually does really like his girl, and there's four single guys, there's a really good chance of those four single guys convincing the guy in a relationship to cheat, or to not be loyal to his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, guys have such a weird Group mentality. Yeah, root mentality. That, that's so easy for them to convince boys of stuff or be like, oh, like, she won't find out. Or like, oh, bro, we won't tell her. It's our little secret. Or like, dude, you got to live it up. Like, I feel like guys are so, they are not so good at convincing, but they can convince their bros to do a lot of shit that their bros probably shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like it's so typical for guys to go out for a guy's night and come back and like have cheated. Where I feel like with girls, or at least the girls that we know, a girl's night it's never like let's cheat on our boyfriend never. like hey girl you need to change your boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that like yes maybe like flirt with a guy like harmlessly but nothing farther than that even that i feel like that's like most girls they see their friend flirting with a guy and they're like they go they go up to her and they're like, yeah. they're like girl the what are you doing encourage somebody is like after their boyfriend's been a dick where you're yeah like, no, like not like cheap, but like but you're like go flirt with somebody to show that you can flirt with somebody literally these guys could have the best girl in the world and She'll, she she could be loved by all of his friends and they still will be like dude cheat on her like who the fuck cares like she's just a girl at the end of the day like, i feel like guys had that mentality of like you just need your bros like she's just a girl at the end of the day like girls are replaceable and like not obviously not all guys and like i do think hopefully if you're in love with somebody that's a hot uh, different but i feel like it's like not a crazy worry for a girl to be like like never would i i would never not want, i i want my person to like have his bros and i want him to like go out for his guys nights and stuff but it is a little spooky when they go out with a bunch of single guys and you're like oh like it is i could definitely see all of his friends 
being like cheat on her who the fuck cares mm-hmm. you know i agree like i just think guys don't always once again see women as like real people and it's getting and have true respect true respect for them where it's getting, if you i'm just getting older and i'm learning more about the world or it is getting worse and worse and or worse. i'm just paranoid but i'm definitely not paranoid i mean paranoid with like my certain thing well no not even i just don't think it's a I, I just think like everybody's like don't question if if you're in love with somebody don't question it like you should just know but it's just like no there's so many factors in the world i don't now. think i'll never not question it no even if i was like 80 and he went to the grocery store to pick up some bread i'd be like oh my god is he gonna get with the cash no, you would not just kidding i would not do that but still i just bro mentality is just the creepiest thing like bros just really talk each other up like crazy they do and they all just have crazy men have crazy confidence and you're like Whoa, so like, much confidence for like why do you have so half of them are so medior- mediocre looking and have the most confidence yeah, for some reason in this club right now. and like we said before like we've been talking about it that like i don't know a single girl who doesn't have insecurities and has like talked her insecurities once you get to know her a little bit yeah she'd be literally a supermodel yeah insecurities majority of guys are like fucking mediocre looking and they have the confidence of like Brad Pitt. Yes. It's like how the fuck? Like you you look like a toad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Men are so weird. And they like don't question themselves. And then like even if they are ugly and they know they're ugly, they're still like, no, like blah, 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 blah. like girls are crazy for not wanting to get with me. And it's like, well, you have a shit personality, you have a shit face, shit friends, shit clothes shit house shit car mm-hmm. shit in your pants <laughs> and you didn't wash your hands <laughs> and i can tell <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying anymore anyway men are terrifying terrifying and imposter syndrome is terrifying social media is terrifying men are terrifying the world's terrifying mm-hmm. We were really down on that episode. I think we got to boost it up. No. Men are terrifying. That's also what's scary about dating apps is literally a man could kill me. You know what? The worst thing most of the time that could happen to a man going on a date is it's just a shit date. She's Mm -hmm. a crazy person. Maybe she stalks you for a little bit. But she's not going to fucking murder Murder you most likely. Like the amount of girls who have been murdered by their ex-boyfriends because they started dating somebody new is insane. Or the amount of girls who've been murdered by a first date off a of, yeah, off of a dating yeah, app. You got one like recently on Bumble. She got like kidnapped for like five days. And he had done it to multiple people before. Yes. And he was like, like a offender. Like Yeah, he like was on, on probation. Not yes. Just like what? Men are fucking terrifying. terrifying. I don't stop my dating apps. It just got me really paranoid because it is true. It's so easy for people to be shit bags on dating apps. Yeah. Yeah, because also dating apps are weird because it kind of like trains you to talk to multiple people at once. Yes. And so. And I feel gross. Like, I'm just not, I'm not good at doing that. And I know people are like, oh, you should play the field to figure out what you want. And I'm just like, I don't, that's just not me. And I tried it for a bit and I didn't like it. Yeah. And it was honestly harder because I just feel like, yeah, either people got attached and I had to be like, I'm not seeing this going anywhere. Or I would just, like, I I don't know, like, start just stop talking to people because I would get anxiety. Mm-hmm. Or I would go on dates and I like people. But then it's also, like, this whole culture of being like, well, it's also a dating app culture. It's like, 
I don't know what to expect. I don't know. Yeah. And even when you, if you're talking to multiple people, yeah. it's, but also it's, it's almost like it's crazy for me to ask. And also I don't, it's not like I'm, it's like, you, I don't want to put crazy pressure on anything. Cause I also want crazy pressure. It's a weird. Yeah. Thing. Like you had like met someone you liked mm-hmm. and it was almost like you felt crazy for liking them. Yeah. Even though that's because of the dating, literally world. the point of dating apps is to find somebody you like, but because they get the, the weird, like rules on it now where it's like more of a hookup culture than like yeah dating. even if you find somebody you really like that you have a connection with the whole time i feel like you're in your head being like oh well was it connection i don't know or are they just on it for like and it's just like are they telling you lies just yeah because it's like a hookup culture and then it's like is it crazy for me it's just it makes you so paranoid not paranoid but just like it makes my anxiety go crazy where i was like i just need to get off these apps yeah i'm done with the apps for at least a bit it's just really difficult to navigate dating and the dating world and just like everything is there's such weird rules on it now where it's like don't be too into them but it's also like well if he's not crazy obsessed with you he's not the one mm-hmm. and it's like why can i not be super into super him? him but then because like, that the guy is gonna have just as much especially if they've been in relationships they're gonna have as just as much like weariness yeah in the dating world as i do but yeah i don't it's just a weird expectation on both ends it's all it's just crazy to think like of our parents who for them dating was like going to the local bar and like you yeah. know meeting people there like i really would have loved to have seen dating like that because even now when you go out to bars it's so rare that you're like mingling with parties Very that are rare. not your like outside parties and like you nobody know? comes up and talk to people anymore and and like the weirdest thing now with dating apps is like you know scrolling and people especially like people that liked you me on hinge or like it but then i like i denied or something like that like you sometimes you do see those people out and mm-hmm. then you're like oh this is even weirder because like i don't know you but i have like a weird guilt with it now or something yeah yeah where, but but you did match or like you did like send me a rose or whatever and i didn't do anything with it yeah or like we did start talking like we had like a 24-hour conversation and then i just stopped talking because i do that a lot because of my anxiety and um and then I'm like, ooh, this is weird now, you know? But yeah. that's not weird because, like, you probably don't even know recognize me. I don't know. I just yeah. don't like it. But, like, the, it amount, just takes away, the like, amount of people you talk to, there's, like, chances you're going to run into these people now. Yeah. And I don't like that. And I feel like dating apps just take away the real-life aspect of dating. Like, yeah. And it makes it seem like it's almost not a real thing. And it's how it's very real. A lot. Yeah. That's what I also don't like, too. It speeds up the dating process. Yeah. Where, yeah, where it's like, I'm, I'm getting to know this person. It's like, well, I know they like me, and like, I like, like, they found me attractive, I find them attractive. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, we're on our first date, and then it just kind of like, oh, yeah, we both click it off or click with each other, and then it's like more, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. rather than like me going at a bar and be like, oh, you want to go get dinner? I don't know how to say it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like, it is like a faster process, but also slower at the same time. Yeah. Because it's also like if a guy met you at a bar and asked you out, you would know he was interested in you. He, you would know mm-hmm. that's your first I date. I guess it's slower getting to a relationship. Yeah. It's faster knowing this person's like into you. Yeah. Into you. Does that make sense? I don't yeah. Know. It's just weird and I don't like it. I'm just not a big fan, man. Mm-mm. Anyway. Um. Like we were pretty much down in the episode, and I feel like we like said things, but also didn't really say things. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Let's lift the mood up a little bit. Hey, guys, what did you know that diarrhea is hereditary? (laughs) 
It runs in your genes. It runs in your genes. That's not uplifting the mood because that's from Last of Us. And that has been sad. We can't give any spoilers, but it is a fucking sad show. Really good, though. Really good. Can we do the last five minutes of Love Island update and our thoughts so far? Oh, sure. Love Island update! Okay, we can only do it and for five minutes. I'm putting the timer on now. Sorry we were a bit of downers today. The problem is we were actually really in a really good mood before we started the podcast. We're still in a good mood. It was just like a imposter syndrome just brings out the pessimist in you, I guess. Yeah, when we talk about men. Yeah, yeah, Okay, so let's talk about Love Island, how we feel so far. Love Island We update. also are like a week behind the UK. Yeah. So, so we're most- only watching, Spoiler. we're up to date on Hulu minus today's episode. Ron sucks is what you've been saying. I love Lana. She's one yeah. of my favorites. She's just so sweet. She deserves a guy that's just like wholeheartedly in on her because you can tell she is just going to be loyal to the core and she's so mature the fact that she's with ron who's like two years old in his head and ron thinks he's so hot and i'm really like dude you're literally one of the least attractive ones there and like compared to lana like yeah lana is out of his league yeah he's out of of lana's he acts like he's out of lana's league and I'm like, how the fuck? And when Aaron walked in and he was like, Aaron's like the knockoff version of me. I was like, what? Like, how? who the fuck? What? Who says that shit? One. Literally, that's and a horrible two, thing to say. Aaron is not. I think Aaron's hotter than her. I'm like, that is just something. And you way even, more mature than You shouldn't even have that in your mind, let alone justify saying it out loud. Yeah. Like, he is just a dickhead. Um, Tom is super fucking hot. But so so- hot stupid and so flirty so like, flirty, flirty and they'll be like not in couple or anything and it's like bro but like you can't you have to respect you have to respect still. people and he's not being upfront with the women and it's really pissing me off he's very two-faced when it comes to women but then he'll be like but like we're not in relationships doesn't matter and I'm like well like like olivia said she was like it's it's still you're still playing people's feelings yeah i do like how he like he's pretty good about taking the time and like settling down and then going to the conversation yeah like he was pulled for conversations that night and that's why he was like defensive but he's good about being like removing himself and mm-hmm. then being like more level-headed when he talks that honestly said, would i get with Tom? yeah like yes do absolutely. i just justify everything he does yes yeah. i i truly do think he's a good guy at heart i, do too. I think he he's finds, just stupid yeah, yeah he's so dumb and once he has i think he him and olivia have a great connection yeah he's just dumb and when somebody flirts with him he flirts right back he loves he a bit of flirt and he 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 knows that he can like get a woman with his eyes and i think it's mm-hmm. more just like oh i know i can pull them like i i and like that's the thing. he can pull anyone for ron i think he can pull anyone is crazy and also like the thing with the difference between ron and tom is that ron chose to tell yes. lana that he was all in on her 100 she's the only girl for him and he chose to say that very 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 that early was on not lana pushing no to say that. nobody pushing to say that he chose to like of course she's gonna think that you're 100 on her when you're telling her you're 100 in on her mm-hmm. so for you to turn your head is just so insanely disrespectful tom has never told anybody he's 100 for them he just has said he's more into this person than this person but like obviously things can change like he's more gone with that mindset which i think is what excuses him for like more of his actions plus he's never been like fully coupled with somebody mm-hmm. even when he when he was with Zara, he was still like a little bit with olivia so like yeah but ron's been like fully with lana until a new girl walks in maybe likes him and then he's like mm, i like you too and she's like actually never mind and he's like oh lana lana you're my, you're my lady 
And Lana's over here being like, uh. And Lana should never feel like a second option because she's fucking. Him. No, nobody should ever feel like a second option with their person. No. Nobody should ever be made to feel like they're not good enough. And he makes her feel like she's not good enough all the time. A girl that we don't like that much? Zara. Zara is Crazy. absolutely insane. Crazy. And she's terrifying. got a lot to work on. Yeah. Before she dates. She's terrifying. She's she so loves yelling. She's everybody. If any girl kind of gives her advice, she's just like, she's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah, and then we're like, get up and leave. Yeah, she like storms off if people don't agree with her, which is yeah. such a bad and quality to have. And she's so gossipy. Like, this one thing happened in the villa, and it didn't even involve her, but the minute she found out, she's like, oh, oh my god, I have to go talk, I have to go tell her. I have to go tell her. That's what girls do. And I was like, I don't think she's doing it as in, like, girl code. She's definitely doing it as, like, gossip. Yeah. Wanting to stir up. If it was, like, girl code, you would go to Tom and be like, we know about this. You need to own up to it before we have to tell her ourselves. But you're it's your place to tell her, not ours. Yeah. But for her to, like, sneak over here and be like, oh, my God, Tom did this. It's like, well, obviously, it's going to blow things way out of proportion when it turns into gossip and the whole villain knows besides the one person involved. That was five minutes. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love Love Island. Me too. Love Island. Okay, well, we probably should end it now because yeah. you've got to get up soon. And I'm getting hungry and I kind of want something to eat because all I had was that salad and that weird shrimp thing that was in my soup. She yeah. swallowed it whole. Everybody, everybody knows on this podcast I can't swallow. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I'm really sorry about our pessimistic attitudes. I promise that the next podcast will be so... Uplifting. uplifting and fun i promise but sometimes you just need to like rant and just get things off your head and especially when it comes to imposter syndrome you can't really talk super positively about it unfortunately it's just a negative subject mm-hmm. but it's an important subject to talk about at the same time mm-hmm. and stupid men everyone loves them but everyone also gets freaking annoyed by them mm-hmm. oh men okay <laughs> <laughs> um TikTok and Instagram is four months in a row. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, four months in a row at gmail.com. Our website is four months in a row.com. We have a new line coming out March 7th. So there'll be one more podcast before our line. And it's all swimwear. Well, almost all. But be on the lookout for that. Anything else, Kendra? No. What? Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.